My name is Idrissa Njai and I work, uh, I'm a great three lifeguards. I work with RNLI in, uh, in San, at Sandbanks Beach and I live in pool. My nickname is Idi. You can call me Idi or Idi the Waterman. And uh, I grew up by the sea back in Senegal because uh, we live in a peninsula. That's why uh, all my life is sea, like water. I'm not like a fish. <laughs> Sometimes when people see me swimming, they say, I never see a black person swim like you. And they told me, you are not black, you are a fish. Like I said, I grew up by the sea and every time I go in the water, I'm trying to improve my technique, like try to live like a fish in the water. You need a proper technique to keep you float. That's why we try to equalize the legs and the arm, bring the arm right backward and it's gonna keep you stable and your chest will have some air like while you're breathing inside, inhale and exhale, you will get the air on your chest and it will keep you float as well. I developed myself and relax, relax as well, yeah. I am an ex-military rescue diver, ambulance and firefighter and uh, we did all that training as well and uh, during summer we used to go to the beach to support the lifeguards because they're training is limited. Yeah, in Senegal, like uh, what we call Grand Coast, is a big coastline, yeah, quite long, but we got a massive problem of drowning. And those kind of thing is a massive problem in Senegal because it's a big, quite big, uh, long coastline. And uh, the other thing is like ignorance. Some people, they can ignore it because sometimes lack of education can come through as well. But, and that beach is sandy beach and we have very often really strong currents and waves and uh, people need to know how to notify rip current as well. Yeah, because sometimes they see the calm area they think is a safe place and is a dangerous place because it's deeper and get rip current as well. As soon as they are in and they just drift out. We can uh, identify somebody when he is in trouble because uh, while we are watching we know the hazards. Yeah, we're gonna be really vigilant. Yeah, one day I was just doing a swimming and uh, like catching wave with no rescue board, yeah, just body surf. And uh, because I noticed a big group swimming next to the hole, there is a deep a hole, yeah, it's a drop. Yeah, when uh, I try to uh, do my body surf and I notice three people get drifted by the currents and go into the deep into the drop after that 
I just swim and I saw one of them had a life jacket and the other two they didn't have a life jacket but the one with the life jacket was panicking because he couldn't swim and he was pushing the other people's head under and uh, I grabbed one uh, with my right hand and the other one with my left hand and the one with the life jacket was in the middle and I lifted them they can breathe and I'm under the water and I just try to walk as soon as when I need to breathe I just drop my arm and uh, lift my head get some air and lift them back go back in the water and push them until I get them out and uh, when I get them out they say wow how can you do that and I lifted them and pushed them all of them and I pushed them until I get out of the drop because the currents were spilling and I had to fight the currents to get them out that time we never used we didn't know how to use equipment we didn't have even have equipment to rescue people you have to go by yourself to rescue them that's when they offer us two place of uh, in the future leaders course in the UK that's when I came and uh, with an, the other chief of the civilian team and we come to pool yeah we did the future leaders course uh, back in 2012 August uh, with the RNLI at Pool College and uh, when we came over we were thinking they're gonna just put us in the classroom and study study and go back and after that as soon as we came they teach us how to lead and it's quite instructive and is quite important and they teach us a lot and uh, like especially how to sp communicate with people how to behave on the beach and uh, after th that training I stay in the UK sometimes going back and forward sometimes train with the Senegalese lifeguards there and come back here but what I learned and what I know, I feel guilty uh, sitting down and uh, not saying anything and seeing people drowning. And uh, we know there is, the, there is an opportunity to do something. And that's when last year I decide, I say, okay, I'm going back to open the school yeah do life-saving training with the lifeguards and uh doing swimming teaching as well and do school talk as well and uh that's what motivated me to open a school life-saving over there the name of the school is swim safe senegal to help people to swim educate for education uh, and educating people to have the same level yeah i get call them to join the course as well and they see a big difference and they see the new things as well and uh, my aim is try to bring like the Senegalese lifeguard to have the same level of, as the international lifeguards around the world. 2015 
uh, I was a lifeguard uh, at Showroad, Showroad base with another lifeguard and uh, suddenly I saw a group of people surrounded somebody and uh, somebody ran to us say, oh, somebody is in trouble down there. And uh, I just pick up the responder back and run. When I pick up the responder back and run, and I saw somebody lying on the floor, that's when I start calling Pube lifeguards and saying, oh, it, like immediate, 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 Pube lifeguard, Pube lifeguards. I heard people saying it's not breathing. Yeah, I'm going to investigate. Yeah, it was on the promenade, on the promenade. He hit the head with the curb. As soon as I arrived there, I just see one member of the public told me, oh, he's not breathing, can I start CPR? And I say, okay. As soon as I saw him, uh, his arm crossed the wrong way, and I say, sorry, let me do it. And that's when I start check the breathing, no breathing, yeah, and I start CPR and call my colleagues to come and we get ready the defibrillators and we did five shock and the ambulance they arrive we lifted the casualty put him on the bed and after the casualty stopped breathing again and i use one of my arm we go keep doing a recess the chest compression i carry on carry on with my one arm yeah, we carry on until we go to the ambulance and after we carry on there and that's when we show up with the ambulance again. The guys start breathing and after that they say, okay, he's breathing now, we can go. And when they arrive to the hospital, they tell me he was sitting talking to them. And they say, wow, that was the first time we heard that. Yeah, I become the lifeguard of the year of pool. Yeah. They choose me, full lifeguard of the year. Yeah, it was a surprise. They say, oh, the most important trophy is this one. And you know who is getting it? And they call my name, Idi the Waterman. <laughs> Hello, this is Timothy Spall. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.